everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Hello. Daniel Bloodworth. Hey. And Brandon Jones. Hi. No Ian Hink. We're going to look in sound how we're going to look in sound, and that's oh, yeah. just that. Locked in. <laughs> yeah, lock that in. Uh, it's time to play Glenny's Cauldron. This is, of course, a segment in which we uh, select some ingredients for our witch friend, Glenny, who's trying to develop a most vile video game. She trusts us to go to the, the shops and pick the right ones. Uh, our patrons are the people who sell us uh, ingredients. Good news, everybody. Today, Glenny gave us two doubloons. So Whoa. we're going to step inside of three shops and pick two ingredients. Okay. Whoa. Yes. Let's calm down is, here. Is, yeah, is Glinny crunching? I don't want Glinny to crunch. Glinny is honestly crunching. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And she's, she, I told her about like what Kasarar has been saying, and so because she wants to catch up to Kasarar, oh, no. yeah, she sold some of her newts, and we, <laughs> we have two doubloons this okay. week. Okay. Okay. Gotta make them count. So, from Bobby Wasabi, the ingredient we have <laughs> to buy is that the game has a hunger meter. Every time your character is hungry, a loud stomach grumbling sound effect will play. The sound effect can drown out important pieces of dialogue or other important sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get hungry. Don't get hungry. Mm-hmm. From David Curtis, every time you move off screen, the enemies instantly respawn Ninja Gaiden NES style. I hate that. hate that big time. Lastly, from King Doug 87 no buildings can be entered. Anytime you attempt to enter one of or one, your character will say, "It's not the right time for that." <laughs> so again, that's hunger meter. That's enemies respawning as soon as they're off cam, and uh, it's not the right time for that. You cannot enter any buildings. I think we're going to run into problems with the enemy thing because our game is it's not a side-scrolling Ninja Gaiden style game. Yeah. Because we have like the sight of spikes and things like that. You know that like. To me, make me think more of 3D. So, what? Spikes are in 2D games? I oh, guess, yeah. yeah. Spikes were made in 2D games. Yeah, but it, yeah. it really does lock it in, because imagine a third-person game where you just, <laughs> you're just spending the Everyone camera around. Everyone behind you respawns? Like, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the respawning one as much as the others. I, I, I think that... The other two are also really good. The, yeah, the other one with the buildings is, is pretty awful. Wait, uh, so you're saying it's not bad for enemies to respawn when they're off cam? I, I don't think it's as, as that big of a as big of a deal. I guess this guy grew up in the NES era. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yes, we all did. I mean, that was a strategy, man. It was just farm, just like eh, hit him, hit, hit him, hit, hit him. All right, I got all the health I need now. I have been known to farm in a Mega Man game using this method. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but I, I like it. Just kind of like it bugs me that like there's just there's no. Like, why are there these many enemies in this? Like, it's completely context-breaking. Anytime an enemy respawns just because you moved off cam makes me so mad, especially mm-hmm. when it's just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're back! <laughs> Ninja Guy Den is hard because of that. I hate it. And you're telling me no big whoop. You're telling me you'd is rather... Is this a 2D game? Are we in a 2D game here? Um, what kind of game are we making? We'll figure it out when we're done, I we'll, guess. We're going to figure that out when we're done. Kyle's not worried. <laughs> this, no, this is important, man. Because like, if a 3D game, it's not. I don't think it'd be as bad with those enemies going... It'd be way worse. No, it could potentially be way yeah. worse. If you turn again, are you talking about like that? Or if yes. you like, yes. zone out of no, something? No, no, no. No. Like. <laughs> if you look left after you just killed an enemy and look back right... He's standing upright, dude. He's back. Okay. Uh, then we definitely want that. <laughs> we don't want that. That's bad. Right. I think that's a good ingredient. It's bad in like a really yeah. sloppy way, though. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's like if you really want to disappoint, if you want to break somebody's spirit, you yeah. know, you don't annoy them. You don't come at them all the time. You wait. You know, you slowly 
you know, grind them down. And, right. and that that's why that, that's what yeah. I always go uh, for. These things that like, oh, uh, the double jump, we have that, right? Where it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. Yeah, the water you know, like I get what these, you mean. Yeah. Th- these things that are just waiting, waiting to trip you up in the game. Whereas that's just all over the place and so annoying. I don't know. My other thing is pair again with what I was talking about farming. Like if you pair that with the hunger meter, it can kind of deflate the use of the hunger meter because you can just farm for either gold or food by just keep killing enemies in one spot over and over and then you never hear the that you get yourself hung, get hungry but what if they don't drop items or food what if we program not to give you any yeah. of that <laughs> i don't know that is to me perfectly reasoned <laughs> like there, we can't have both of those ingredients in the same game because blood's right you would farm the meat Oh my god, that blood! It's so funny that you had that foresight. I f- I kind of feel like you're right, man. I'm I'm with you, Brad. Are you convinced? Are you convinced that the things we should buy are can't enter buildings, which we haven't really discussed yet, but I think we all agree is awful, <laughs> and, and also the grumbling. There, there needs to also, I mean, if we're going to talk about like what we're going to design on top of these horrible things, there yes. need to be doorways all over the place. Oh, to restaurants. Constant not doorways. <laughs> there needs to be like a big temple with a huge arch, yes. which is just wide open, and you can't cross the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. And like a bakery with a window that says free food. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. Lots of like opening soon signs. And I stuff. just <laughs> about the building one. I'm just picturing like our level just being the first stage from Rondo of Blood with the the town on fire. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to go in those buildings. We don't want to go in those buildings. You're we're gonna cool want to go in these buildings. Yeah, I'm not gonna want to go in a building jump with fire going. Yeah, but what if your character also says it's not time for that? Great, because <laughs> it's never time for that. Don't go in burning buildings. <laughs> it's not the right time for that. Excuse me. I want to get that quote right. So, Brad, are you not sold, man? We have to be unanimous for us to spend our doubloons. I don't know, dude. These all suck. That's the <laughs> idea. They're all good picks. Yeah. I know. Uh, the hunger meter is really funny to me. Yeah. Because I know I we would crank that thing. Like, you get hungry fast okay. in our game. Sure. So, Bobby Wasabi, we're giving you one doubloon. Okay. But, Brad, the thing is, I think we cannot combine right. the off-screen right. enemies with the hunger with, meter. With, like, you on here who for... love, like, bathrooms and interiors. Yeah, yes. I think mm-hmm. it's, we have to. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, King Doug, we're, we're taking the uh, not being able to enter a building. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody who offered us uh, some ingredients. It's now time for corrections. Begin corrections, please. Please. Uh, ceaseless discharge, we have a nice, nice discussion about. <laughs> this one. So... You don't need to kill Correct. ceaseless discharge. Correct. He can kill himself. Because wait, what, Brad? Yeah, if you go to, or you can kill him in one this hit. This all started when you were talking about ceaseless discharge. I don't think Brad gets to talk about this anymore. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, this so, is a correction to a correction like, actually, made. You used to be able to lure him to the edge of like the fog gate and have him like stretch over, and you could hit him, and he'd just fall and die. Oh wow! No one in the comments mentioned this, dude. No. That's even sadder, because apparently, Brad, if you if you have like stats and armor, you can just roll through the lava and just bypass him entirely. Yeah, I think he's yeah. But like you, you need a specific, spe- very specific like build to be able to do that. Yeah, and strats. Yeah, they used to build. He used to do like the reach thing at the end. You had to lure them over there. It was like tricky to do. It might not be in the game anymore though. It's just a big thing of lava. How does it fall off a cliff? Because there's a big pit. All right. Where's the center of gravity? Like, what? at what point does a big lump of lava fall so there's off of like, the cliff? From what I remember, there's, like, lava going or mm-hmm. whatever, hot rock, whatever he's walking on, then just, like, yeah. a lava waterfall going down to the <laughs> abyss, if I remember correctly. Uh, Valve's VR games will be available on Rift and Vive as well. They will not be exclusive to the Index. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting they because they, like, why? I guess because they're just, they're completely about being an open platform on PC. That's an interesting yeah, take from looking at the current VR industry. Because, like, certainly Oculus is, you know, Oculus and Vive, I think, have, like, lightened up a little bit in terms of their exclusivity. Um, even PSVR, you know, to see stuff, like, we go to other platforms. Astrobot did? Never. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 but, and also about the index, it's not the most expensive VR headset you can buy. There is a Vive Pro that I was not aware oh, of. right. That is more expensive than the index, but apparently a little worse. Not as oh. good as the index. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see it, right. The index doesn't exist yet. Well, we won't see, because we won't get either of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, so Blitz the League... That was on PS2, Xbox, and Xbox 360, but not on PS3. Blitz of the League 2 is on PS3 and Xbox 360. There it is. And correction music. None of them available on PlayStation 4. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do have an update. You know, I love updates. Uh, the director of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, uh, Jeff Fowler, was aware of the negative backlash uh, that happened last week. Uh, he wrote a tweet. Thank you for the support. And... The criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design, and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Ellipsis. Hashtag Sonic Movie. Hashtag Gotta Fix Fast. <laughs> Use that hashtag, everybody. Gotta Fix Fast. Oh. Um, really interesting. I think... Uh, Drawing Paramount in there, to me, the read I have on that tweet, this director is also not happy with how Sonic looks, but the studio had an impression of what Sonic should look like. I think this director showed the studio, hey, look at all these tweets, look at all these things, people are mad at the Sonic. And that's the impression I get from that tweet, like saying, like, uh, Paramount really wants Sonic to look good, is like, that's... That's talking to the executives. That's putting mm-hmm. throwing them under the bus a little bit. Uh, but that's making them look like, yeah, we have to be the good guys. But anyway, there will be some graphical change to Sonic's design before that movie comes out. Do you think this started back with the the posters and the leaks? That he's just now saying it to where like, hey guys, get like an alternate version ready. Yeah. This doesn't look good. Yes. And then like got they were the like, green just, light. When they yes. see the trailer, they'll they'll turn around. You know, they'll 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 realize how good it is. When it's that testing comes incredibly out. well. And then, no. Yeah. Right? Like, th- there had to be some dumb focus yeah. group who's like, I like the small eyed Sonic. Like, yeah. there, was, there was a focus group for this. I like the gross Sonic. Like, okay. Or just an art department that's just completely outside of the type of people that are producing Sonic games, you know, that are just like, this is, this character looks terrible, you know, like, this doesn't fit with your traditional sense of animation or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, because it's that, Jones, it's not just terrible video game-wise, it's terrible movie, like, design-wise. Yes. It's a very nasty, bad-looking creature. You don't want to look at it. (laughs) Yes. It's like, no thank you. Like, that thing's not, like, look at, there's no Pixar thing that looks that gross. Yeah, not a single one. It's probably some DreamWorks you know, stuff, though. Here's another thing I think is funny. Like, there's that movie out right now called Ugly Dolls. Yes, those things are adorable. Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, it Sonic you... belongs in Ugly Dolls. I think they do. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Blood. 
You got him. Uh, news this week. Uh, I have to mention, as as I sometimes have to do, that we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday. I, I just have to stop you. That's going to go so horribly. We're going to get some new Sonic, and that's going to be terrible. They're going to fix anything. Jones, oh, it, yeah. It, it, like, I just, to I me, just, it can't I just want to make sure yeah. we're all prepared for just, it's just going to go poorly on every single, it's going to be even worse than the thing that we originally saw. I'd be kind of into that more. Because like, and Sonic, like, oh, what a ride. It has to be, like, Sorry, the same height, right? It has to have the same eye line, because Marston's looking at it, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... What if they just give him the Sonic Boom bandana and call it a day? <laughs> call it a day? Yeah. Give him some like bandages around They're his wrist? add some joke at the last minute of him making fun of himself or something. Yeah. yeah. Some carry line. <laughs> I look in, weird. In, yeah, VO mm-hmm. after the fact. Like teeth. I think you could fix the teeth. I think that's actually yes. an easy fix. Yeah. Go sure. for it. Yeah. Um, uh, we are recording before State of Play, which will apparently have a new game announcement. Maybe some really cool uh, updates to some other games. Uh, we are recording this before the uh, Ghost Recon announcement, so mm-hmm. we don't really know what that new game is going to be either. And Monster Hunter update. And a Monster Hunter update, so stay tuned for those things next week. But yeah, this is a Tuesday podcast. Sometimes we get to get the news fresh. Sometimes we get you know a little rotten. little stale, a little uh, the back of the bakery. Uh, news this week, pretty slim. Uh, we're going to do a special podcast, but I want to talk a little bit about some headlines uh, that aren't fully-fledged podcast subjects. Uh, EA Access coming to PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, yes. it was announced this morning. Mm. Um, that is, you know, it's been on Xbox uh, One. Uh, EA, it's something else on PC, but very similar, where you have Origin, a, Origin, Origin Access. access yeah. Thank you. Uh, you have a vault of EA games that you get to play for free. You get early access to e- all EA games, and you get 10% discount on all digital purchases, which in these games. The, the announcement was so low-key. Yes. They did not reference that, hey, you know, we you know we worked out a deal or anything like that. They were just like, oh, it's on PlayStation now. Here you go. It was, yeah, but it was interesting because originally it's, it's not on PlayStation because Sony said no. But there was kind of no indication in, in EA's press release that's like, hey, we finally worked out a deal. It's like, hey, we're proud to bring it to PlayStation 4. I don't know if anything really more needed to be said. Right. But, hey, that's, yeah. that's $5 a month, 30 for a year. Uh, and hey, the, do you know when it, when EA Access launched? Do you know when it, when it came to Xbox One? 2014? 2014. How crazy is that? What game was I was reading about earlier today. Uh, It wasn't off the top of my head to that degree. And so like, it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Sony said yes this year and not others, but hey, that's, it's there now. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. Like. That's Hand, a, hands were shook. Yeah. Uh, is there anybody else in that position that would want to bring something like that to PS4 that hasn't been able to? Is that some like some rule that they said will apply generally to everyone? Like, get your UPlay out of here. We don't want any, you know. Or is it no UPlay there? UPlay is not a pay for that I can think of. Yeah, yeah there. Uh, Ubisoft does not yet have a similar service. We're like, hey, yet get the whole vault, baby. Right. What about that Stadia though? That's gonna be weird. Stadia on consoles? Mm-hmm. Sure, dude. Um, I, I guarantee Sony will say no. <laughs> uh, Borderlands 3 had like a gameplay reveal last week. I don't know if there's blood. What is the headline? We work for the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> what is the headline from that event? I mean, the headline is that the game feels real good and... Borderlands uh, 3 you, feels oh, real Oh, you get to go to good. like a lot more worlds. I'm the editor of Hollywood thing. Reporter. Borderlands 3, back, you get bigger, to go to, You get to go faster, to a lot more worlds than is the ever. headline? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think like maybe the, like, the interesting, like, innovative thing that came out is like the Twitch stuff that they're doing. 
I think that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, the the I didn't really dig into exactly like how that works, but yeah, basically somehow by watching streams, like you can interact with them and then you can get loot. So like people have already like piled up a bunch of loot for when they buy Borderlands 3 <laughs> later this year. Yeah. But also I mean like what's cool and like what I hope to see way more of in the future is that you can also you have immediate access to the person who's streaming's uh, like inventory and loadouts and skill tree. And so instead of asking like, "Hey, what gun are you using?" you can just like click and you can see exactly what kind of gun oh, they're okay. using and what skills they've already selected. Which is funny because you can't really get the guns you see from other people <laughs> in yeah. any easy way. Right. right. But you at least see the stats. You see sure. like what they're what kind yeah. of gun they're dealing with and stuff like that. Like Destiny could that would be great for Destiny. Su- such an integration. They don't have like yeah. an armory thing like that where you could see people's gear? Uh not just like in the Twitch window. You oh, know what I mean? Like that's gotcha, what's sick gotcha, about gotcha, it. Like gotcha. I'm watching this okay. and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's pretty good. Let me see yeah. what he's got." You know, like but, I, uh, that could be like but em- yeah. implemented. It was right a really on. deep dive. They brought uh, about 800 people through. Because they had four sessions, they had two on press day and two on the reveal day, um, and so each one had uh, like two hundred something PCs set up. Ooh, yeah, man, the the views on Twitch were insane. Yeah, we're, we're six figures, man. It's just like E three status. Like the, basically, they got more views than. Dude, Borderlands is huge. I, dude, it is yeah. enormous. It's been a long stage time. Stage demo was yeah. about an hour, and the the hands on was about ninety minutes or so. It's crazy. Yeah. Big event for them last week. Uh, you know, not not crazy news-wise. Uh, where I want to start our news discussion this week is with Capcom, who recently ended their own fiscal year. Huge. Mm. Well-deserved. Profits up. Profits up, in fact, so high that it's a record year. The most profits ever in a fiscal year. Nice. F- fiscal year 2018. Um uh, what I want, maybe it's fiscal year 2019. I actually don't know how those work out. It's crazy to me. Uh, basically, uh, Resident Evil 2, above expectations. Devil May Cry 5, performed well. Uh, Monster Hunter World, still performing. And just like a bunch of the other games, like Mega Man 11, that's just doing well. So Capcom had a record year this year, this past 12 months. And so what I thought would be fun to do, uh, this is me trying out a, a podcast template. Maybe we'll do this once. Maybe we'll do it several times. I want to look at all of Capcom's games throughout this console generation. Mm. So starting in November of 2013 and moving forward, what Capcom did this generation? Because I think it's kind of a cool arc. I think yeah. it's kind yeah, of yeah. like they had some oh, roads dude, and paths it's that they went weird. on to get here, to get where they're putting out top-tier games and making top-tier cash. Proud yeah. of them. Okay, so... Capcom entered this generation on the Xbox One. What game was that? Dead Rising. Dead Rising, Dead Rising oh, 3. Yeah. Just beat me yes. to it. Yes, Dead Rising 3 was an Xbox One exclusive at yeah. launch. Uh, eventually came to PC almost a year later, but yeah, launched on uh, the Xbox One. Yeah, and that Vancouver studio has been closed now. Yes, it has been. <laughs> uh, we're not done with that Vancouver studio, though. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, it was so weird. I remember the E3 press conference. There was a big second screen push for this game. Mm-hmm. It, like, oh, I forgot about all that. It should have been huge to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, what a home run to get another Dead Rising, Dead Rising exclusive. It looked yeah. like the vibe to it. I remember when it was shown, it looked like weird and like didn't feel like Dead Rising to me when I saw it. Right. Yes. It, it was goofy without looking goofy. Yeah. Yeah. It was just real clash mm-hmm. of like being like very grungy aesthetics yeah. but you still had all the wacky weapons yeah totally I think they were going dark yeah. I think they were going serious like hey we are a drama now 
yeah, I don't yeah, know if that paid Dead off. Dead Rising makes me sad because they never figured it out. <laughs> like they, they, after right. the first game, they never quite like two is really interesting. I played a lot of two. Actually, outside of the first one, my favorite Dead Rising is like the the prequel to two, the thing that like that demo Case we got. Uh, yeah, I played like hmm. I I'm a, I played through that entire thing like four or five times before that game came out, and then didn't play Dead Rising two to completion. Yeah. It's just like they could never find that balance between. I don't think a lot of people have struck Dead Island. Kind of struggled with that. Like mm-hmm. Dead Island Two never happened. Like just this still in development. Right. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just this idea of like a world that's funny that just going out into the world and blowing stuff up is fun. But I think like Just Cause is kind of in the same position now too, where it's like it's just not as exciting as it used to be in an open world game. So you need a, like a progression system or a story that's compelling. And, like, they tried that with the daughter in two, but it just, like, it, yeah. It's, right. Am I going to be compelled to try more stuff because it's crazy to watch, or do I actually care about the story? Do I actually want to get to the end of it? Every time I replay Dead Rising, I get to the tank, and then I stop. Because it's just this, that game ends with just this really, really long, arduous mm-hmm. boss fight. And I'm just like, ah, I don't care. Sure. To you see a cutscene and credits, <clears throat> I'm fine. Yeah, you had your fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, it was weird. Like, I think this, and a lot of... I'm unfair to say mediocre games kind of marred the launch of the Xbox one. And I mean, PlayStation four too, you know what I mean? Like Killzone didn't review well. Uh, yeah. So these, these consoles kind of launched with games that were not blowing people's minds. And I think that's kind of part of dead rising three story. It's kind of weird. Uh, you want to gun, gun. Yep. I played it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, February 18th, 2014, the next year, February, Strider came out. You remember this? Oh, do you? I do wow. remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, this is a 2D. Uh, well, I guess I should say 2.5 because it's all 3D it's like a backgrounds. Remake, yeah. yeah. Um, is it a sequel or a remake? I think I basically a, a remake. Like okay. one of those things where like we're going over the events of the other game. Um, Double Helix was a developer on this. This was digitally released on uh, PS3 era consoles and the next gen consoles. Whoa. Yeah, last we've seen of Strider in his own game, they gave it a shot, but I don't, yeah. I don't think it blew up. No, it was. I, I feel like it's always been sort of a, like more of a niche franchise. Strider, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Strider, the guy with the big curved blade that fights the giant robot monkey at the beginning. What's that game? Mm. It's like your arcade game, and he's like constantly hooked on stuff. And like, yeah, that's Strider. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. There's some. There's a big like dragon snake, and then like some other like robot monkey fighters. Okay, sorry, just making sure. Because I get my Striders and my Stingers and my you know, Shinobis. I get yeah. they all are all kind of cluttered mm-hmm. in there a little bit. Shinobi also has a scarf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it can be confusing, but yeah, like to me, that's like blood. I don't. How's that niche? How, like that's that's the perfect kind of game. I mean, I'm a like sure, cyborg ninja can like, like latch onto like, stuff. Not as like popularly or widely known yeah you know, it's like hardcore video game fans yeah no strider but MDC like a fans lot of other strider. people yeah a lot of people don't uh a really confusing thing to talk about is the monster hunter games <clears throat> over the course of this mm. generation <laughs> uh because there's monster hunter 4 there's monster hunter generations monster hunter stories monster hunter Fort frontier monster hunter online and they all released on several different consoles at several different times throughout like this planet Ooh. And so I kind of like wanted to put Monster Hunter in general there, but like uh, you know, it didn't touch Xbox One, and PlayStation Four for a while, and mm-hmm. like we'll get to when Monster Hunter so finally like three, does. Yeah. Port handhelds and stuff. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a lot of you know handheld versions of Monster Hunter. It's Switch, like Capcom's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I wanted to acknowledge it, but it's 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 kind of like its own parallel timeline uh, to like whatever this whole path is because I. Get the impression all those games were pretty successful in the in meantime. Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Japan. 
this is weird. I didn't realize this happened. So June 3rd, 2014, uh, we're deep into this console generation. Ultra Street Fighter 4 is released oh. f- for the previous generation. <laughs> I forgot consoles. about this. Yeah. Uh, so Ultra Street Fighter 4, this was just, it was five new characters, but four of them were from Tekken vs. Street Fighter. Uh, the fifth was DiCaprio, who was Cammy with a mask. Um, but it's just kind of interesting that that game was receiving support that deep into the new generation. Uh, and then it did not go onto PlayStation 4 until May 26th of 2015. Uh, so a while wow. after that. Yeah. Um, February 15th, 2015. This, I think, is a pretty cool, this is a pretty cool game. Uh, this is a sequel. This is a sequel to an offshoot of Resident Evil. Revelations 2? Revelations oh, 2. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this gen? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Isn't that weird? Oh, because yeah. Revelations 1 started off as a 3DS game, but then <sighs> it was ported right. to consoles. And right. then, yeah. w- w- then it became a console franchise. God, almost no reference on that. One of these days, I'll dig in. I thought you played this. No. You're Resident Evil Super Freak. I know, dude. yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just too much. I don't know. It was just not. A, you know, I, I didn't crave Resident Evil enough to go back to kind of that classic format. But uh, there's nothing bad about this. Michael Huber has ever said. He's yeah, he's a big fan. It was cool to see a, a Resident <laughs> Evil success, a game that yeah. people like. I mean, yeah. and also like it is admittedly still fairly low budget. Yes, like it's very, very clear much. that it's not up to the standards of even most Resident Evil spinoffs. Yes, right. It was cool though. Yeah, and um, uh, August of that year. I'm not going to talk about too many collections and remasters and things like that, but oh, yeah. I think this Tons collection was the beginning of something. Uh, August 25th, 2015, the Mega Man Legacy Collection was mm. released. Mm-hmm. And what's different about this one, uh, Digital Eclipse is the name of the studio uh, that worked on this, basically making perfect versions of these games. The games they were meant to be seen as. Uh, I think there were some audio glitches at first. We went past them. Patched. I think they've been patched. You're right. And so, like, the perfect versions of these Mega Man games. And this was the start of something. This would keep happening throughout this generation. But I think that was a really cool release, and I'm happy yeah. that that's succeeded. Was it 1 through 7 for that? 1 through 6. Okay. Yeah, so there was 7 collection for 2. two. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's all 7 NES is Super ones? Nintendo, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was 1 through 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All NES, wow. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that is cool. Is that Frank Cifaldi? Is that Digital yeah. Eclipse? Cool. Yeah. And so it's just somebody who cares about uh, keeping games. Uh, what is the word? I'm like preservation. Yeah. Preservation. Yeah. Yes. It's good stuff. He cares yeah. deeply about it. Um, and you know, so yeah, it's so funny because he does you know the video game history uh, foundation or whatever. I can't remember exactly the name of the, the organization, but I, I saw like he was posting a bunch of stuff about things that they were cataloging. And then somebody was like, I'd love to have that job. I was like, yeah, we don't get paid. We're all volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Not a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad he found a way to, like, to get money. Hey, Digital Eclipse, doing work. Uh, like, yeah, maybe we can cover them now. So it's not just the Mega Man X stuff, but also the Disney collection. Yeah, Afternoon yeah. Collection. Yeah. Disney Afternoon Collection, the thing I would thought would never happen again. Like, oh, DuckTales so on there. DuckTales 2. Did SNK one. Did they? That's Digital Cups as well? Yeah. That's really, really cool. Rescue Rangers? Yeah. Rescue Rangers, yeah. Tailspin. Yeah, like, just cool. Get those licenses. Get them, like, just... Do it. The perfect versions. I think Love that, that. that Disney one recently went down to, like, $5 or something. Yeah, it's been out for, like, two years, I think, now. Being able to rewind in games that are too hard. Uh, so good. Uh, February 16th, 2016. An exclusive title for the PlayStation 4. And PC. What's that? What date? 2016? February 15th, 2016. February 15th. Mm-hmm. 
One Ooh. of Capcom's most famous franchises. Street Fighter oh, Street Fighter, yeah. Street Fighter Five. Uh, yeah, so I Street Fighter about Five. Street Fighter Five, dude. Easy Whoa. to happen, dude. I guess, yeah. So yeah, this was a PlayStation Four exclusive. Yeah. Uh, pretty nuts because it's never been a anything exclusive, right? It's never been a console right, it's exclusive. Been on, yeah. yeah. We streamed it from Huber's apartment. Um, shoot, was it on Genesis? Street Fighter Two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had oh, okay. it. Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Dude, you had to push like start to That's switch. right to get the top buttons. Yeah, that's funny. Um. So yeah, Street Fighter V came out on PlayStation 4, uh, and it was such a weird launch. I don't think it was a... It was bare bones from what I remember. Yeah. Uh, it was bare bones. It had this weirdest monetization. It had a weird economy attached to it. Um, uh, just like... Excuse me. I remember the, like, the in-game art just being weird. You know, well, it was the, like fours, right? Again, sorry. The in-game art is just like fours, right? Or the uh, models, you like mean. worse. Like you get a, <laughs> like the the artist who's legit. Uh, Bendis might be mm-hmm. his name. Um, uh, just like who does Capcom classic art, but clearly had a, like a weekend to do it all in, and just like the worst drawings of people is what you <laughs> no, get at the end of your arcade no, endings. Dude. Uh, the story mode wasn't done yet. That would be DLC later. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just had like. Just Ken's face became a meme, right? Just the, like the banana hair and the banana hair, yeah. yeah. And so it just like it had the like it didn't have that enthusiasm that Street right. Fighter Four had or anything near it, really. Right. Yeah. It was it was a strange, you know, like sort of trying to recognize the idea that like you know with all the updates and stuff they put out with Street Fighter Four, like hey, like this should be like an evolving games as a service kind of thing, where we just like we just you know you buy the 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 bones of the game and then we'll just keep adding on to it but it just didn't the plan didn't work out the plan was just kind of like really hard to understand well what's weird is i think at this point the plan has worked out you know people are sure. still playing that game so people are still buying stuff for mm-hmm. that game but i think that's because they backed it so hard and adjusted yes. to whatever people had said mm-hmm. um you know yeah basically the only reason it's worked out is because they didn't let it go yeah yeah, it is. I mean, it's interesting because we already just talked about Ultra Street Fighter 4, right? Like, there was, uh, you know, just new releases, new releases. You have to buy this to get the new characters kinds of things. That's been what we've had since the Super Nintendo. That, mm-hmm. that is how Capcom has released fighting well, games. Even in the arcade. Um, sorry? Even in the arcade. Well, sure, yeah. It yeah. has to be a new cabinet, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, uh, this was them trying something new with Street Fighter. Uh and I do look at it differently today, right? Rough launch, but like I, it's it's hard to call this game uh, that launched in 2016 a failure because people are still watching it today. Right. People are still playing it, and so I don't know. I, I think it worked out in the end. Really bad launch is what I would say about yeah. Street Fighter. I wonder 5. how Capcom views it. Think it's like a big success for them or not? I do. I wonder the same. I you know didn't like they just announced that they're doing a whole esports thing. Yes. Yeah. There is an esports league for Street Fighter Five. I mean, they're they. But I mean, they're <laughs> they're like announced like a new company that they are forming. Yeah, it's had like Capcom something. Cup and stuff. Yeah, and it's got a logo, I think. Yeah, I figure mm-hmm. like bad logo, but hey, it's, <laughs> they're putting effort into it. And I think you know we've heard lots of companies uh, like, hey, we have an esports initiative. Yeah. So, but like with Capcom, they actually have a game that people are interested in yeah. competing in and watching. Uh, and so I think it might work out for them. And. I don't think that's it. I don't think Street Fighter V is it. Basically, uh, I think over the last 12 months, they've added one new character, and mm. it's just basically a re- version of Evil Ryu. I think his name is Kage. He's just like a demon Ryu. Uh, I think they're finally working on the next game. Oh, yeah. And I, I yeah. think we might have seen the last characters we I have I really hope Street it Fighter looks 
a lot different than four and five. It has to, like, dude. It's it time. Has to. I think that's what helped with four a lot because it looked completely different and fresh. Yes. Then I saw five again. I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, yeah, we were like, also starred for Street Fighter, and the majority of fighting games had faded away at that point. Like it, but it's like now you got to step yeah. your game up, Capcom. Corrections, feel feel free to like get me for this. I think Street Fighter Four began not just like, hey, 2D, 3D's back, baby, we have fighting games back, but this whole like comeback mechanic of receive a bunch of damage, do a cool super ultimate mm. attack. I mm. think Street Fighter Four like started that thing. And obviously you'll find like, no, 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 it's this and this popularized perhaps. Like every game after that, like Mortal Kombat had to do it, Tekken had to do stuff like that. So pretty nuts that like, I think that's another contribution. And another part of why it's fun to watch esports wise, you know, any like somebody could flip out that ultra attack at a second. Yep. Just like, oh, I'm cool. Um, but can't all be good news. Uh, June 21st, 2016. <laughs> Wait, do you know what this is already? The Umbrella Core? Yeah, dude. Uh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Piece of butthead, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's also PC, PlayStation 4, Blood. How did you remember that? Oh, I was, I was thinking we were almost there with Street Fighter, but when you said February, I was like, no, we, we, we weren't there yet. So. Yeah, so what is Umbrella Core? What do you remember of this game? Uh, Umbrella Core was just like uh trying to be a multiplayer co-op shooter in the Resident Evil universe uh similar to Operation Raccoon City. I think it's competitive though. When I was looking at Wikipedia, I think you were competing teams. Yeah, I mean, that two was teams the competing competitive one, yeah. And what's also very funny as I was like, I wonder who developed this. Like who did they get? What studio did they outsource this to? This thing extremely internal. This was <laughs> Capcom developing this game. Why why do they make that? Who wanted that? That was esports. Like, no one wanted that. If you game. look at previews, it's like they they wanted to get on this esports energy. I think around that time, uh, we're looking at Evolve, right? Like it's just like yeah. I think Evolve yeah. Evolve was the previous year. So yeah, I, I think that like there was just buzz. There was a buzz in development. It just like it was just read the wrong way, perhaps. Because obviously, you know, online games as a service is working for many companies, but just like not like that. Screwing up Resident Evil, man. <laughs> God. That could have been the end, Brad. That could have been, been the end. Thank uh, God it wasn't. Oh Thank God. God. Uh, wow. December 6th, 2016. I'll give you a hint for this one. We're in December, launching December. This game has a Christmas theme. Oh, Dead Rising 4. Dead Rising oh, 4. Oh, gosh. I would have forgotten about out of four. nowhere. I remember this announcement and launch were very close. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And so I remember this was the no... really bad gimmick stream that they had, like somebody in like a I bubble do remember or this something. Too, yeah. It was just like it, it was. was uh, it just looked like they were torturing somebody. It's for one the of the sake dudes of from Workaholics. Oh no! Because one of those dudes <laughs> torturing him in a bubble for Dead there Rising was, like, Four. Zombies behind him and stuff. He's trying to play. I was like, this is just. Awkward. He'd be trying yeah. to play, but then like they would pull gags on him just while he's like, playing and stuff. Yeah. Just like, just, just let me play, guys. Oh, man. I would have to accept $500 million. <laughs> like, that is <laughs> the <laughs> most out-of-touch marketing thing yes. they could have thought of. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this was basically the end of that studio, uh, as Bloodworth hinted at earlier. This was the last Dead Rising f- game we'll be talking about probably for, for a while. A long time, probably. Um, I think it was meant to be a sort of return to roots. Yeah, because you're Frank West again. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened wrong with this one. I did not play Didn't this Didn't play game. it either. Hubert told me it was not good. Yeah, but like... So I was like, okay. Dead Rising 1, I wouldn't call it good, right? Like, it's good for a lot of ancillary reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like, gameplay-wise, it's, you know, just... 
I have no idea why four didn't work. Why, why, why does a thing like this stop? I just think people are done with like the novelty. Of, like, it can't, it can't create it. I think it's like that moment in Groundhog Day where he like has this magical moment with her, and then like yes. the next night's like, hey, and she's like, what? No, <laughs> like I, you can't like force that thing to happen. You know, and I think yes. like as much as they may want to admit it or not, I don't think like they got the humor about Dead Rising right away. I think they, like, released that game, and they were like, yeah, there's some jokes in there, and there's some comedic weapons, but, like, this is a very dramatic story, and you're, like, dealing with this sister, and what's she going to do with her brother? And you play Dead Rising 1, it's like, I don't care about any of this. This is hilarious because it's so melodramatic. I've covered wars, you know? Like, I don't think they laughed at that, you know, before it came out. Mm. I think they saw everyone else laughing at it, where they're like, oh, this is great. We can turn around and make this silly. But it's like unless something like that is out of the gate or you have someone involved that really understands that humor or like has a personality attached to it. Like, you know, um, like Sid Meier with Pirates or something, just somebody who's known for like doing that and, uh, you know, can can carry the script. It's this is going to come out weird. But Jones, that kind of line, that kind of humor comes from. Japanese writers assuming what it what Americans talk like sure you know what I mean and so like it's really hard to create that if you live in Vancouver yeah it's mm-hmm. it's really hard to create that level <laughs> and like there is magic to that I think there's like a, a a certain strange weirdness that makes it unique in a way uh that is you're right hard to recapture I mean look at something like EDF and I don't know how much of that EDF has but there definitely is this line of am I supposed to take something seriously or not? Something like Ace Combat, much more on the serious side. There is a little bit of, of weirdness there, but like EDF is maintained just by not changing a whole lot in terms of like what you can expect going into the game. And like two, three, and four always they all had some weird gimmick. There was some of the new character and new, like completely new environment, new style. Even just having like I think Christmas associated with it kind of killed the vibe of like picking it up in April, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to play that. Sure. <laughs> this game you get it in December, Santa you don't Claus get it is all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I do remember Go is back. them just going nuts with like the armors and like the web, like maybe they took that in a wrong direction. I do remember that being a criticism at the time, which is like, you have a mech suit now. Um, just going too crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, who knows? He's just I kind of the lone wolf. I just remember Frank in that game, and I, I can't tell you even one other character I didn't learn the name of, you know? And it's like, if you're going to have crazy weaponry, give me crazy NPCs building it. Give me, you know, yeah, like, play Bayonetta, then come back to this, and, and you know, maybe just come out with just some really out there wild ideas. Um, you know, like the, the Far Cry stuff, what's the Blood Dragon, you know? Like, really go for it. Yes. Um, because it's kind of, I think that is the only direction you can, I don't think you can turn around and make it serious again. Shock like, people upon know, one image. Sure. Look at one screenshot of a this literal game. Doc Brown Spider Monster. Yes. Like I want, you know, yes. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd coming in on a Spider. That is no something. context. That is something. Yeah. And he's on your team. Uh, <laughs> one month later, we have another big Capcom release. One month after Dead Rising Four. Hmm. This We're, one. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I mean I just I know Resident Evil Seven's in January, so I'm just that's like, one yeah, month wait. later, baby. That's not a year after that. No, no. that's, the yeah. Mu- that's oh, one yeah, month. Oh yeah, it was later. January. Resident Evil Seven launched a month after Dead Rising Four. Yeah. Yes. Well, I know. <laughs> that's why I love doing yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. I know. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good turnaround. Because that's it. Because now <laughs> yes. it's now it's a new era. Yeah, now that's graduated the era. From college. Yeah. Now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Over the course of one month, and I think it's another reason why that studio was closed. Like they weren't making bad games, right? But just like Resident yeah. Evil Seven just exploded. It's like well, you know what? We know how to do this. I yeah. Guess. I guess, yeah. So many risks taken with that game. That game was so unusual. Count so the risks. Different. Let's go over them. 
Uh, not having any any of the established characters in it at all. Yes, <laughs> You're completely throwing that out. Uh-huh. Having a or very villains. very loose connection to even who you are. You know, like Your and character. you going there, like yeah, uh, uh, going into an environment that like all the high tech and all the you know at least like with weaponry, like sometimes you're in kind of like you know city environments and like. You're without resources, but you still have some pretty cool guns and some cool gadgets and stuff. Or, like, you're trained to be in these experiences. And you're just, like, a guy trying to get your girlfriend in the bayou. That's it. That's the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, VR. Huge twist. VR? The end. Yeah, VR. Like First person. If it, yeah. Yeah. First if it's person. Numbered, yeah. 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 A first person Resident Evil game. And it's numbered. Uh, brand new enemy types. Like, extremely new. Not like, you know, BOWs. Mm-hmm. You know, no more, like, eyeballs in the shoulder. Just, like, these weird sludge things that are kind of hard to see in the darkness. Yeah. Or like... Um, wow, and it, and it, I, that thing came together so fast. Like thirty yeah. minutes into that, you're like, here we go. Like yeah. this is a really tight game. Like this is, and this just is a solid experience. So totally different. You know, we, we had the demo. Uh, we had the you know the, the kitchen, kitchen ahead of time, oh, yeah. but yeah. then we had a Resident oh, Evil no. Seven demo, right? Like yeah. whether uh, VR and all that. Sorry, VC- v- <laughs> VHS. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, VHS. Two demos. I remember he was freaking yep. out about the finger, the dummy finger, yes, yeah. the dummy <laughs> finger, all of that stuff. Uh, which is funny because I will like troll it on Twitter for a long time afterward. Uh, just I like um, just. Completely, completely different, but a modern take. And a take is really oh, all it's you a need, soft right? reboot. For you just the need franchise. a perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. I'm so excited that that worked out. Just like the farthest in quality between two sequels of established franchises, I think I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like going from six to seven. Yeah. You know, like Assassin's Creed three was weird, but it was no, you know, three to four yeah. is one thing. Yeah. Like six to seven. And even if you marked like Revelations monumental. two to seven, like even if you count the offshoots, sure. yeah. you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. completely different from. Anything before yeah. it, and so ju- cool. and gorgeous, it looked yeah. like a Resident Evil yeah. game. Is never the, the, the engine, lighting maybe. was so yeah substantial, and that's worth bringing up. This is our first RE engine game, and not our last. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited to go through more of these. Um, uh, <laughs> May 26, twenty seventeen. I thought there was a launch title, but now I, I have greater context for it. Uh, Capcom's first Switch title. What is this? First Switch title. This is two months after the launch of the Switch. We're hungry for new games. This came That's out. the Street Fighter 2 thing, right? Yes. Oh, Ultra Street right. Fighter 2. <laughs> Dude, the this final game. challengers. This game, man. <laughs> Wasn't it like 40 bucks or something? Yeah. It was weird for my memory. And didn't it like use like Joy-Con motion controls or something For There was a mode. There was a mode that used the motion controls yeah. where you could throw Hadoukens at and Bisons. I, I love that there's a lot of companies with arcade properties or like indie games that are like, eh, the Switch could be big and it would make a lot of sense for us to be on Switch if it is big, but we don't know yet. Where Capcom at launch is like, let's to do that <laughs> we know people will be like ah oh, portable what know, is the least amount of effort we can put, fighter? yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh so to be clear this did have you know street fighter 2 legacy graphics it had the hd remix graphics and it added two new characters but they're barely like it's violent ken and evil ryu yeah. were the new characters <laughs> those are the I'm final challenges in, yeah super phoned in but uh was very successful for them and it just like two months after the switch release why not and yeah. it just it just killed crazy to me uh, September 19th, 2017, the second fighting game of the generation. Oh, MVCI? Yes. Mm. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. What another... Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not comfortable yet. <laughs> I would I would have bet, yeah, I would have bet that that came out before RE7. I kind of want RE7 yeah. to be like the line where right. everything changes, but But yeah. it wasn't that smooth, right? Yeah. Um... Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to touch on this game. I mean, like it was. This should have been huge, right? Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 
like we assumed it to be had dead. like all the infinity stones and everything that you'd think they could have played into but it was like they were too early for anyone to even care what infinity stones are yeah uh yeah yeah uh, it's it's such a weird unique bummer i feel like uh at that time i, I like we were I think Spider-Man's announced at least, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, baby, Marvel is on the table. Marvel is willing to play ball again. I'm so excited to see what they can do with Marvel versus Capcom. But from the stories we heard, and it's been debunked a little bit afterward, it sounded like the partnership wasn't totally, like, right. f- free, right? Like, it's just, like, the decisions and rosters and who can beat up whom in cutscenes. Uh, just, like, it sounded like it was kind of pressured. Did. Yeah, and uh, obviously it just it looked so bad. It, yeah. Yeah. Did it just look <laughs> so bad, or is Marvel vs. Capcom one of those series that has to look really good? Otherwise, that's going to be, like, a, bi- a big problem. No, there's a the huge Chun-Li hurdle to get over. controversy, right? Yep. Yeah, and, I mean, they changed her face, but, like, it's still, like, hey, y- y'all look bad. Yep. Yeah. And, Jones, I think you're right. Like, hey, if you have C- Captain America in your game, he's got to look good. And they good. were mimicking, like, three style more, but I don't remember three looking that bad at all. Three had its... Three, three like, looked different than two. Yes. Like, yeah. Totally. Like, I love one and two's... Like, wait, it looked way more than three and four. Yeah. Or MVCI, but... Three had that high contrast thing going on. Yeah. Where it like comic books. You know, it looked yeah, like... They yeah, were yeah, tr- yeah, they were trying to, like, basically do the same thing as Street Fighter Four. Pretty... Yeah. Sure, but without, models. like, the splashiness. Yeah. yeah so, like, uh... uh yeah, I don't know how to touch on this one. I think it's lessons learned for Capcom. I, I think that they'll never make a fighting game besides Street Fighter ever again. I bet they're going to make another Marvel versus Capcom game. I <laughs> bet it'll happen dude, again. They got to get that, that Disney approval. Yeah, well, they need like less Disney approval. I feel like you know, I feel like they need just mm. let Capcom go off, baby. Yeah, I mean, you think Disney's going to let them just go off? I don't know, dude. I, no, I just simply don't know. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> I don't camouflage gets to make an Iron Man game. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a weird, weird bump in this generation. It's such an easily forgettable game. Uh, you play through the campaign. It's like not as joyous as you think it would be. And, and so yeah. it's just like for a franchise that is so much fun. It was so weird to see dude, like a kind of NBC two back in the day was yeah. so rad. Yeah. Be rad again. Okay. January 26th, 2018. Capcom's best-selling game of Monster all time, Hunter. Monster Hunter World. They did World. it. Yeah, they did it. Best, crazy. Best-selling game of their entire history. Yeah, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Yes. And so this is the first Monster Hunter game on this generation of consoles. You know, it took, it took uh, where are we, five years in at that point? Um, and so it took a while, but then was met with unprecedented... Yeah. Like, un- changed up the formula a bit. Yes, Ch- changed up the formula a lot. A I lot, think. yeah, yeah. Uh, they made it broader. I understand they're like Monster Hunter purists who aren't, aren't into most of these changes, mm-hmm. uh, but like, just met with such success that it makes me happy. Yeah, they did the right things. First for this Monster game. game I played through. Hey, I didn't really like Monster Hunter before. That's before this. You're not alone, Brad. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, I think it's uh, over 11 mil they sold of this game, uh, which is incredible. It was on one platform for a year, too. Hmm. It was just PS4. Then it came to PC later. Yes. Or wait, was it on Xbox? No, it was on Xbox, I think. It was Sorry. Xbox, but Sorry, right. I completely forgot about that. But you're right that it took almost a year for it to yeah. come to PC. So, yeah, it was cool. That's a huge part of their history. Yeah. This is part of the turnaround that you Jones make, is talking about. When people make great games and they sell it, feels good. Yeah, ex- that's yeah. exactly it, Brad. Um, October 2nd, 2018, uh, Mega Man 11. Yeah. Hey, there it is. There it is. Yeah. He's back. 
after like a long hiatus. Sure. And apparently sold Capcom's happy with the sales. Not my favorite Mega Man game. Not mine. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's it wasn't a disgrace. I appreciate that they took a lot of risks with it. Yeah. Wait, what? Like the the gear mechanics and stuff, dude? I, like that's crazy. It's not crazy. Yes, it is for Mega Man. <laughs> So if you what are you doing bullet time in Mega Man games? So you have like two meters. You could use it. You have one meter. You can yeah, use that meter choose. either to power up your shots or to slow down time or to press both at the same time and just do some really cool ultimate attack. Yeah. Um, the closest I've ever come to actually wanting to invest heavily in a Mega Man game. Is 11? When I saw when I saw the, that, that, those additions, I was like, oh, that looks really fun. What about sure. when I told you about Mega Man Legends? Still, he doesn't want I'm to waiting. kick a can, Kyle, all game. Uh, I'm waiting. As fun it's as it is in that com- game, it's not very accessible. You know, it's like, how do I get Legends One? You know what I mean? How do I today? PS3, dude, how do I make it happen? Do you hear that? Do you hear this? Shh, it sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of May. Uniqlo is a Japanese fashion brand aiming to change the world through the power of clothing. With a focus on high quality and innovative textiles, Uniqlo is redefining everyday clothing by increasing the functionality of your wardrobe at an affordable price. They call it Lifewear Made for All. Visit Uniqlo.com slash EZA to check out their collections, including new and upcoming graphic t-shirt collaborations with Nintendo, Star Wars, Street Fighter, Monster Hunter, and many more. That's uniqlo.com slash EZA. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Our gifted sponsor this month is the Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games, creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. L. Fanis. Fangamer. Makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Stardew Valley, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5. Not to mention Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Sans hoodie from Undertale. Check out their store at fangamer.com. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses the latest in Game of Thrones. And in the biggest episodes of Virtual Legality yet, Ross Scott of Accursed Farms claimed that the games-as-a-service business model is tantamount to fraud and the legal landscape related thereto, including a two-hour discussion with Ross Scott himself. An absolutely fascinating discussion that is not to be missed. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law or on your favorite podcast service. Did you know the best way to get blood stains and pit stains out of shirts, if they're cotton, is to soak them in a solution of water and OxyClean, agitate them lightly, and then run them through the wash. Do not put them in the dryer if the stain isn't out, otherwise that stain is set. 
This and many other cleaning tips can be found in the aptly titled My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha by Jolie Care. It's funny, insightful, and very useful. Sincerely, Sam and Liz. And our mega sponsor... Heroic Replicas. The fine folks at Heroic Replicas design and fabricate true-to-form, high-quality replicas and props. From legendary gear to keepsakes or all-metal creations, Heroic Replicas can make something special for you. Through the month of May, Heroic Replicas is auctioning off four unique items, one each week, with proceeds going directly to fund future months of sponsorship of Easy Allies. The first item up for auction is a custom Dark Link Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda. It features a tempered high-carbon blade, a rough bronze hilt with a Black's onyx, black onyx finish and cast pewter accents. Bidding starts at a dollar and the auction ends Tuesday night, May 14th. If you want to help support Heroic Replicas and Easy Allies, follow and retweet at Heroic Replicas on Twitter. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Uh, not an official endorsement. I'm wearing Uniqlo jeans right now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they did not pay me to wear these jeans. Let it be said. Yeah, I have like but now three fan gamer things. Now I can't take these off. Yep. Yeah. Hey, fangamer.com slash easy allies. People are still asking, like, hey, where, where do I get that shirt? Fangamer.com slash easy allies. Get yourself a little Jordy shirt. Okay. So uh, I wanted to get through all these Capcom games before halftime. It just wasn't happening. Um, <laughs> RE2, Devil May Cry 5. We can just celebrate yes. now. Yeah, yeah, we can just kind of yeah. dance. We can the dance the rest Capcom. of the way out. Yeah, so uh, earlier this year, January 25th, 2019, Resident Evil 2 was released. And Hell yeah. Yeah, just everything you could have wished it to be. Uh, to me, like a total understanding of a game's tone and also a modern gaming environment. Both of those things. Even after 7, I was a little bit nervous. I was like, this game could be super weird. They mm-hmm. could just do something oh, really sure. wacky and mm-hmm. strange and... I think the whole concept of RE2, whenever they talked about remaking it, I'm like, that can't work out. Yeah. There's got to be something's got to go wrong with that game. Not only because <laughs> RE7 is so good, but because RE Remake is so good on GameCube. It's yeah. just like, man, it's been so many years since that. How can you kind of recapture that magic? Oh, yeah. Do that. Make, yeah. Do that game that came out. That was great. It can't. It could not have been easy, man. Like I yeah. can't imagine the, the work and effort that went into even on the design phases. Even in the first two weeks of like, hey, how do we make a re? How do we do this? And you're like, I cannot believe the work that was put into that game. Yeah. And it's really cool to see it rewarded. It's really cool for Capcom to come out and say it exceeded expectations. Uh, because like, I wonder what their expectations were for that. I wonder what the budget was. And I wonder what kind of budget they're getting for the next game. Yeah. Hopefully a big old budget. Give, give them a big old budget. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, like, you know, the RE7 team, like, what are, those, what are you working on? I feel like some <laughs> of those people did move on to 2 because it's hard to believe that game was made that fast. Uh, just so, just Sure, bouncing back. Yeah, bouncing back and forth. Um, and then, of course, on March 8th, 2019, Devil May Cry 5. Devil May Cry 4 on... 2008. That was 2008. Nice, yep. Brad. Uh, okay, sold very well. I'm not sure what the, when this happened. It's like, hey, it's time for a reboot. Right. They wanted like a more Western-focused game. Why? When Devil May Cry 4 was such a success? I don't know. Okay. Um, it was a weird time for Capcom. They were yeah. doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I you remember really... there was uh, uh, Western Focus. Dark Void was was that Capcom too? That was Capcom. Dude, yeah. and Lost Planet Three, mm-hmm. like and, all that stuff. Uh, Bionic Commando. Commando. <laughs> yeah, I actually I really wanted to pull that generation in. The list would have been too long. Oh man, wow. That arc is way more. The, the 360 arc is it's so crazy. It's so weird. It's so so weird. Uh, so many drops and so many successes in, in such weird directions. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, Devil May Cry Five. Uh, shoot, what was 
like, how did Itsuno, like, get this? I think he just, like, clearly wanted it. Yeah. The story is he, he was going to leave if he didn't get it. I'm not sure it was that clear. But it just, imagine a, a, a very talented game director who just really is passionate behind a project and Capcom just saying, yes, use the RE engine. Mm-hmm. And it just worked out again. He did three, four, and, I, and he did Dragon's Dogma, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So this, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. this guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and finished up, too. Yeah, that's like right. it's it's like a mark on his his record, but like basically they brought him in to wrap up Devil May Cry. Yeah, too. it's like um, what can he do? Sometimes he's a fighting games guy before that. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So like, um, he gets it. Help me with this. Power Stone. No yeah. way. He yes. works on Power Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Rival schools. Dude, bring Power Stone back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It's yeah. been right. so the long. Power Stone Three is yeah. needs to happen for sure. And, and so it's again, like Brad said earlier, like to see good games get rewarded oh, is so. It's the best. It dude. just feels really it's the best. nice. Yeah. Um, but also it's just like it's just Itsuno has power. It's just go nuts. Good. Yes. Give him the power. Like they're getting. It's like like imagine like a good version of Inafune. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Imagine like a talented person getting to make decisions, and that's where Capcom is right now. Yeah, I'm just so excited for them. And I think that's part of the excitement when you get big sales like that. That's every time when I was going through RE2 wasn't just like, wow, this is a quality game, and I'm happy I can cherish this game forever. It was like, man, whatever, whatever the next thing in Resident Evil is, yes. whether that's RE3 or RE8 or what you know, Revelations three or. Whoa, I'm so excited. Even like the DLC for RE7, which we didn't really get into, is all oh extremely unique God, and crazy dude. and yes. really fun ideas. Joe Baker. And, uh, lots of experimentation. And, Bunch of and, stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know who <laughs> Joe Baker Boy. is. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> he, he's a guy with a beard, and you just punch. Yeah, it's yeah. punch yeah. zombies. In I, VR, did, I did it in VR. Yeah, I had a wonderful so time. Good in yeah. VR. It's, it's very, very good. Extremely unique. Yeah, uh, and Jones, that is kind of where I wanted to end this discussion, because we know about Monster Hunter World Iceborne mm-hmm. coming later this year. But we know of nothing else. We secrets. What Brad? Did Next you know gen something? secrets, baby. Oh, okay. They're coming out. I'm hoping Dragon's Dama too, for God's sake. But you think nothing else <laughs> over the next twelve months? Oh no, I think we'll get something. Yeah, twelve months. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, we got a, yeah, absolutely. We got a whole other fiscal three, yeah. year coming yeah. up. Uh, I should note, in in the way that we started this conversation, Capcom does expect next fiscal year to be lower. Not sure. to reach the highs that they had of this year. Well, they year. had, yeah, RE2 and Delmy Cry 5. Yeah, so, so I don't think we're going to get yeah. that kind of year this year. Uh, but Give it uh, time. I, as Jones just said, like I'm excited to think yeah. about what we could possibly be getting this year. You know what it is? Huh? Mega Man Legends 3, Kyle. Yeah. And they just know it won't do Never well. Never give up. And they're just like, look, keep expectations low. Switch title, baby. <laughs> yeah. Lower oh, budget. Great on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great Switch title, dude. I would love it. Who was the character you played as in the prototype? Dude, Kickman. I like, who doesn't? Who wants to be yeah. that guy? Just let me Ugh. be Mega Man again. Ugh. <laughs> Please. Please. I mean, even if I, even if I got a roll and some surf bots, yeah. that's cool. Not some new guy who kicks. How would you feel? If Zero was in it. I would be delighted. Excellent. Yeah, I would be delighted, <laughs> dude. Um, I mean, like, it couldn't be Zero himself, just like Mega Man is. But, it? like, yeah. yeah, a version. Yes, a version of Zero would be great. In fact, I'm surprised they didn't even try, dude. Dude, think about it. They start as, they start fighting at first, rivals, mm-hmm. then they become friends at the end. It's there, right there, baby. There is a wink at Dr. Wily and not much else about the lineage of Mega Man. Yeah. But, like, if you don't know, Mega Man Legends takes place in the universe <laughs> left behind of Mega Man X. It's like the Wind Waker, dude. Yeah, it is. It's like Wind Waker. Yeah. And there's some, in, there's some in-betweens, like ZX, but it's just like, oh, this planet's awful. All the mm-hmm. humans are dead. Things a lot like of ocean, that. I remember. Um, 
Very Wind Waker-y, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we can look at, like, franchises coming back. Apparently Onimusha, the remaster they put out last year, didn't do too well. That was this year, it? didn't do it? too well. I wondered oh, no. about that, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't know if we'll see a new Onimusha game this year. I mean, worth stating, like, Devil May Cry didn't come out of nowhere. There was, like, an HD remaster of Devil yeah. May Cry th- collections that came out. And, like, I think I do think that those things kind of uh, help out in meetings when you're trying to get funding oh, for a game definitely. like that. Hopefully they'll at least do Onimusha 2. Will we remaster. see a new IP in, in 12 months? New IP. Hmm. I think we could. Yeah. Uh, particularly if, uh, you know, they wanted to get something uh, out there for the Next Switch. Gen. Sure. Switch, yes, because that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Blood is like, there's almost no chance of a new IP uh, when it could just be a next gen launch. You kind of save new IPs for that because yeah. that's when people are more likely to get attached to one. But I also think you know, Switch is in a place right now where like a lot of just out there quirky things, indie games have been doing really well, mm-hmm. and I think that you know that more creative side of uh, Capcom uh, really hasn't flex its muscles as much. Yeah, insane, man. To look at their Nintendo DS support, you know, handheld support for Nintendo stuff. Oh, yeah, they put out that Ace Attorney collection recently, too. Yeah, but for, like, you're right, though, that creative side of Capcom to end and not be supporting the Switch is bizarre to me. Where where are your weird games, Capcom? Just put something, put some dumb thing on there. (laughs) You know, it it is weird. They're RE engine only now. Yeah. Sorry. But I think that's part of it, though, is, you know, weird games often are lower budget games Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well. And so, you know, the you you kind of need a certain amount of budget as a Capcom on a PlayStation 4, whereas you can you can do a little bit less on the Switch, and people won't think it's weird. Sure, I should say Mega Man 11 was on the Switch. Like that, probably sold best on Switch. Switch. We don't have that data, but probably did great on Switch. And they streamed RE7 on Switch in Japan. Yes. Yes. Did did they do anything else on the Switch in Japan? Other Uh, than that, was that it? Was that like a test or? I don't know, man. Would Devil May Cry 5 even work? I doubt creative, it. Yeah. I, I think like... Uh, I mean, yeah. Maybe Monster Hunter. I don't know, Probably man. not in terms of streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'll let the corrections do it. I do remember hearing a second title after Ari. Um, so, yeah. Oh, uh, Dragon's Dogma was on, just on Switch. Oh, yeah. In oh, my, like released like on a cart, though. Yeah. 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 But you're right. Devil May Cry well, 5 they, they're trying. or 1's coming to Switch. Just yes. one, though. That's it. Like that, I want to see new games. I want to see the, like where's that where's that new gameness. But I kind of think you're right. If they're working on new games, their their money is on the mm-hmm. consoles and PC. That's where they're. Dude, making the money's it. on Monster Hunter and Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, exactly, man. And so like they're doing fine on those things. That I think they see in their own records. Like we don't need Switch. It's nice, but huh. this is where we're primarily targeting because those people are supporting us right Mega now. Man Legends Three, man, don't give up. Don't give up. I won't. I won't. What if it's in our in RE engine, dude? Dude, whoa! Like a realistic looking Mega Man. But what if it looks <laughs> just so good, and we're into it? I might, Brad. I'm gonna be into it, dude. Just like a facial capture Mega Man boy. Like it's gonna be so weird. I'm gonna be like, this game looks awesome, and you're all yeah, worried about dude. me. Like Kyle, this looks bad, bud. I'm I'd like, be, no, he looks good. I'd be happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's time for love and respect. Love and respect. Uh, we are. We can fit a couple in. Hey, oh allies. Apologies if this is a bit of a heavy topic. Apology accepted. With the increasing reports of crunch and terrible working conditions mm. that unfortunately go into making games that we love, 
How has that affected how you approach covering or featuring these games, if at all? Do you wonder if a spotlight shown on certain games or given or praise given uh, might be indirectly encouraging these practices? Jason Schreier's article on Anthem and Bioware specifically brings up Dragon Age Inquisition winning Goaty at the Game Awards in reference to how Bioware employees wanted the game to fail because of how it was made. I don't mean to suggest that you and your professional colleagues are culpable in this, just trying to gauge where your heads are at, uh, as you don't seem completely powerless either. Love and respect facsimile. Um, and I do want to add into this uh, the walkout that Riot had yesterday yeah. as we were recording, um, in which uh, it was, I think, over 200 reported uh, employees walked out for... What sucks is a part of the day, and then what I imagine is walking in today, and then like having the sucky feeling that Riot doesn't care. Like mm -hmm. they're back to work today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so Riot's like, "Yeah, walk out," and they did. And it's just like that was very strong. Like, it, like the just I'm imagine like I shouldn't. I don't think there's a. I I find hard to believe there'd be a Riot doesn't care because the whole internet was talking about that yesterday. Like it was really like there's a lot of pressure on that management team. I'm sure. Yeah, the, on the management like the voice I was giving was to HR as the Riot HR who's just like please do it, exercise your right, and then not caring at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what yeah. I see is that kind of wall that's like, go for it, have you, walk well, that, on out. That, yeah, that's like the thing. Like, either companies are going to feel the pressure or they're not. Yeah. You know, and if they're not, then the only thing to do is take legal action, and that's where, you know, the four of us or the nine of us are very much ill-equipped right. to do anything. But what I like is uh, that that won't be the last walkout. I think that right. the significance of that is that's the start of something and not the end of something. Yeah, sure. Uh, but hey, I mean, like, do, does this affect how we cover stuff? Cover oh, sure. the games themselves. I think I am probably culpable for as much as I talk up Rockstar constantly, and like they're like very much focused on in this in this uh, conversation. And so, you know, right now we're kind of in between stuff. Like, I am excited for Red Dead Online to get out of beta or from like fun story, you know, updates to happen to that game, and uh, probably going to get something, you know, one or two years into the life cycle of the next gen. Like, hopefully, I'm, I'm pulling for Bully, but, like, probably going to get a GTA announcement sometime in that gen. Yeah. Whenever that are. happens, that's, uh, like, I, I want to say that in that conversation. Like, <clears throat> yeah, we're excited about this. Hopefully, things have changed at Rockstar. And so just that always being there, always mentioning that, always keeping that in the back of your mind, that's how I've changed. Like, but I'm not going to. I, I'm not to boycott level. I'm not at something where it's like, no, I'm not going to ever play Red Dead Online again because I know the people involved. Like, I, I don't know that. I wish I did. I wish, right. you know, I wish I could knock on doors. I wish I could, like, there was more people other than just the direct PR people I deal with at Rockstar that I could talk to to get their story beyond reporting through someone they can't give their name to mm -hmm. or, or, you know, give their name to to release to other people. Yeah, uh, I think for me, like, it, it doesn't change how we cover games in the sense of, how we evaluate or critique a game like that, like, cause a lot of it, like, that is just sort of assumptions. Like, you know, if they didn't crunch, you know, that game might have taken longer to come out, but it might have been exactly as good as it is right now. Like, so it's, it's, there's like all kinds of like, you're almost like doing like multiverse theories on that. You know, you've just got to evaluate what you have in your hands rather than trying to assume like what the work, workplace was like and how that influenced it. Uh, but I think it is important to to try to talk about it to the best of our ability in spaces like this on the podcast and try mm -hmm. to react as best as we can um, and, you know, read articles like that, talk to developers when we have the opportunities to see what their perspective is. Uh, because I think largely, you know, one of the reasons, you know, as Brandon was talking about, is like we have a limited perspective, right? Like we haven't worked in these places. We don't know what these conditions are like exactly. 
We don't know like how that pressure cooker feels and like when that line gets crossed between a everyone's just all in on this and just really excited and making this to oh like now my boss is just terrible and forced me to work more than I want you know like there you know because because there's that line there's that like strange thing of like sometimes you overwork yourself and then as soon as it becomes like you don't want to do this anymore it becomes like a huge what about so what about like with nether realm the stuff that's coming out about nether realm which is crunch but on top of that just like uh 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 right as well it was not just crunch it was like hey this is a highly sexist environment uh nether realm in particular with very specific stories of just like name calling uh uh like nicknaming and things like that uh and also just like (laughs) the funniest story to me uh someone in qa coming up with a fatality and it's just like, thanks, bud, putting it in the game, but getting no credit and not moving up from QA at all. You know what I mean? It's just like, thanks for the idea. Uh, because, like, as Blood said, there's, like, hey, isn't it fun, the idea of, like, thinking of a development studio where anyone can submit an idea for a fatality? Like, yeah, that is fun. But, like, at some point, you have to be a responsible uh, company. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, the reason why, you know, nobody will read your script. If you're like, Mr. Spielberg, read this, please. Because, yeah. like, no, you you can't. Because if you take that idea, it opens yourself up to all these other liabilities. Like, you shouldn't take that poor QA person's idea for a fatality. Um, but back to that blood is, like, there's kind of, like, no rough line there. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have... Plenty of stories about NetherRealm being a bad studio environmentally. And so I guess, like, what we're left to do is either, like, boycott it, Mortal Kombat 11, like, discussions about it, right? Which I I don't know if I'd go that far. But I'd try to, like... I guess I try not to praise the team as much. Do you know what I mean? I, I try not to be oh, like, oh, sure. Another yeah. round, best in the biz, baby. <laughs> They're on top of their game because those are the, that's, like, the stuff you're supporting. And so it is hard. When our when when we are in our position, you like, man, what do you what do you say about Mortal Kombat Eleven, Brad? What do you mean? What about it? Like, I don't approve of like whatever they're doing at their studio. Yeah. All this, like, but what do you say about the game? I mean, I haven't. I don't own the game. I haven't really played it that much. I played it here at work. I, I don't really care that much about it. But sure. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you what to buy and whatnot. Would you call Mortal Kombat Eleven one of the best fighting games of this console generation? Uh, no, because I don't have enough experience with fighting games. <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> Fair answer. Fair answer. Uh, uh, go yeah, ahead. yeah. So I think, I think it's difficult. But yeah, again, with our limited perspective, like we can comment on what we know. We can say yes, this was definitely wrong. This sounds like a bad right. situation. Sometimes you get half of the story, or you get part of a story, and you don't really understand how everything works in context, and like how you know. It, so yeah, so I think it's. Largely, you know, I, I think that the kinds of things that, you know, you see like Kutaku and some of these other people doing are, are great because like it gets it gets the people directly involved stories out there and their perspectives out there, which is the best that you can possibly do, because I really think it's it's kind of it's up to the the industry to be able to sort itself out. And and, and I think one of the the biggest, quote unquote, solutions is, you know, Places like Insomniac, which keeps getting awards for being like one of the best places to work in the state or whatever. And we can prop them up. Yeah. And we can say like it's Insomniac is doing it right. You can say that on podcasts and feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's they like if games. you make a competitive yeah. studio and you start pulling the talent from these other studios, you know, then, you know, that gives people less incentive to work at some place where they're getting treated like crap. Yeah. A big part of what Nether Realm is is there's just the only place in Chicago. 
You know what I mean? Uh, if yeah. you want to work on a big game, you're yeah. working at so NetherRealm. California, where we have tons of studios. Right. And so if you're just entering the, the market, you know what I mean? You're new, like, just, like, they, they like, have you. I don't have a lot of insight to how Nintendo works, but I know, like, there's a lot of people, like, in that treehouse... Those people, like, I interviewed, like, 15 years ago. You know, like, they're still there. So there's got to be, like, mm-hmm. pretty decent you oh, to work at Nintendo if you're going to be around that long. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Treehouse is its own thing, though. That's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, John, do you have a final take on that? I think it also works for just anybody. Like, it, like it's it's one thing to, you know, to focus on, you know, Riot and NetherRealm and... Um, you know any company that you find out, you know uh, it, it, the the cover to Anthem was weeks great, ago. epic, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, be you know any it, it's kind of like when somebody on Wall Street gets nabbed, you know, for doing something illegal. You have to wonder like that's not the only guy on Wall Street doing this. Yeah, you know this is not the only company that oh, we're going to have to no. worry about. These yeah. we just have to kind of focus story by story, project by project, um, and. So I, I hope across the board, you know, everyone in this business is feeling the heat a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think if, if we continue to be realistic about companies that we've heard things about, projects that um, even something like Sonic, where it's just like, oh, got to get those graphic designers to fix that. It's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I think every everyone kind of responded much faster than I think we would have 10 years ago. If like, that's not the solution. Hold on. <laughs> you know, like, and I, I think immediately thinking about them. I remember even 10, 15 years ago, the the CG artists in the film industry started, you know, complaining that like, and, and you know, uh, um, speaking out about you know poor work conditions. And, Apparently, and that's still bad. A, too. Of course, yeah, 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 not a ton of ownership, and and so I just think when it's frustrating to hear about another example of this, like another company that we missed or someone that was not under a watchful eye and was allowed to get to this point. Uh, I like the fact that this is a part that we are talking about this right now on the podcast, that this is something that that keeps coming up and doesn't feel like, man, this topic again. It's like, no, this is obviously very important. And while, you know, when you see a name like NetherRealm pop up, like, damn, I like them, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, I'm I'm glad that I know, even if, you know, all this is true or not, I don't know. Is this as deep as the rabbit hole goes? I don't know. But it's nice to just have it in the conversation, mm-hmm. and I think that's our responsibility is to to keep it there. Sure, not to be like, oh right, wasn't that? That's like such a 2019 thing. Like now, clearly, this is a major shift. It's going to take a long. I time. I also think, um, sort of as we were talking about with Insomniac, uh, t- tell people when things are good. Let people yeah. know where the good places are. Sony Santa Monica seems Let pretty nice. Let people know when sure. these bad places improve. Like I think, Studio. like we really need to have like a good eye on like how this stuff is progressing and like how widespread it is. You know, so you know it feels. You know, if you're in the midst of it and you go from job to job to job and it just feels like it's everywhere, then like what's the hope? You know, mm-hmm. like where is the good place that I can go? Who are the people I can really turn to to get a great job? I like that that point. Yeah. Brad, you had one too? Nope. Okay. I agree with Bullworth on that. Though. Great. Uh, that was a fun discussion. Um, we're going to do one quick one. We had, we'll save it for next week. My vow to you, audience, we'll do uh, uh, Pokemon highlight. or Animal next You're week. You're going to forget uh, that. Highlight it. I will not forget it. Uh, well, now that you said the title. Detective Pikachu no is coming out. Right. Uh, we'll we'll okay, do it right, after right. the launch. But yeah, we'll do that. We'll I'm do that miss next it. week. I won't be here next week. Oh, Jones. It's fine. It's okay. Joe. No, we're one. doing it. We're doing no, it. No, maybe have somebody else on. <laughs> you have somebody else on. No, no, no. We're doing it right now. Yeah, you'll have Dummy on. Oh, it's next like, yeah, time, yeah, it's on the panel or somebody. Okay, all right. So this Pokemon is, fan. as always, from Tanner Methman, uh, in honor of Detective Pikachu. Uh, these are either a Pokedex entry or a description of a real animal. Oh, geez. A host parasite pair in which the parasite mushroom has taken over the host bug prefers damp places. 
Pokedex? Yeah, it's Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so direct. Yeah, uh, Jones, you might know I wasn't this from sure Red how and Blue. We're buzzing in on that one. So. Do you remember this one? We oh, we had a great time talking about. Yes, yeah. Jones. Yeah. Yes, dude. Yes. That's exactly what it is. I can picture it, but I couldn't remember the name. I'm so happy I got it right. <laughs> uh, me too. They never truly sleep, only needing eight minutes of rest every twelve hours. That's that's a like real a animal. Say, it's a yeah, hummingbird. I go real. Ants. An ant. Oh. Ants. Yeah, man. Oh. Huh. Wow. Yeah. What a strange creature ants are. The organs which produce its electricity make up 80% of its body. That's real. Real. Real, I guess? Yeah. How are you saying that's real? The organs which produce its, its electricity yeah. make up 80% of its body. What is that? No, I'm going to say Pokemon. That, that sounds, sounds like goofy. That sounds like an eel. That's yeah, an eel. eel. That's yeah. an eel. Oh, oh, or, or just the skin. Uh, You're talking about the skin, yeah. right? And lots of deep sea creatures. I, I, well, well, the other thing, too, is we've played this game enough that, like, I could tell you, oh, electricity, well, that can't be a real thing. That's so got to be a Pokemon electricity. I thought so. Zapdos, dude. Yeah, you know, man. No, I followed for it. <laughs> if its body gets too damp, it will die. So in a process reminiscent of sweating, its eyes expel moisture. Pokemon. Okay, that's our only take. It is a Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. What Pokemon is that? Uh, Bonds lie. <laughs> what is, the hell is that? Getting too damp that you die is called drowning. <laughs> the the pre-evolution of Pseudo-Wudo. Oh, what? oh, what? Weird. Yeah, he's like a little potted plant, Jones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Pokemon's out of control, man. Too damp, it will die. It is out of control. It can expand the focus of its eyes, enabling it to see objects in the far distance as if it were using binoculars. The uh, real animal, owl? <laughs> Pokemon? Pokemon. That's a good guess, an owl. That's, an, that's a Pokemon. Huh? Is it an owl Pokemon? No, it's an alligator called Crocodile, who's really cool. Dude, that sounds cool. <laughs> yes. I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> Spam I mean, the focus look of its eyes. Yeah, Crocodile, you'll have a good time looking up that. Cool. Big boy. Um, uh, its tongue can accelerate to the speed of 60 miles per hour in one hundredth of a second. That's a chameleon. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a chameleon. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Yoshi. Blood, how did you know? Bloodworth knows weird facts. <laughs> this game's not fair when blood's on the table. The tongue speed of a chameleon. Yeah. You know, yeah. no, nothing associated with the traits we commonly, you know, understand and remember about chameleons. Specifically, tongue speed. Wow. It's not a toad, not a frog. <laughs> tongue, speed. tongue speed. People have driven it almost to the point of extinction. In the evenings, it sings plaintively as it seeks what few others of its kind still remain. That Pokemon. sounds Pokemon. That's Pokemon? a very Pokemon description. Oh, oh no. yeah, that's a Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, that's like way too <laughs> specific like, and sad. What I like about that one, it's the reverse Horses, psychology. but in Mongolia. Yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> It's the reverse psychology, but it's like two on the nose. Yeah, Lapras. That's Lapras. Oh, wow. I know. Isn't that sad? Lapras. <laughs> um, the oil that seeps from its body is really smooth. For people troubled by bad skin, this oil is an effective treatment. Pokemon. Ooh, a real animal. Real? That's a Pokemon, mm. and it is so gross. Cinchino uh, is like, I don't even know how to describe this animal. It is very <laughs> hairy, but it's got like a big old hairy scarf, and it should not have oils. <laughs> this thing should not have oils. Uh, their fins have evolved into hand-like limbs that allow them to walk across the sea floor. Pokemon. Real. Whoa, uh, Pokemon. That's real. Whoa, what is Whoa. it? Blood, do you know what that is? Um, I can picture it, but I don't think I remember the name. It's good. We'll all remember the name after this day. It's called a handfish. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. 
<laughs> so if anyone asks you what fish walks around on his hands on the ocean floor, it is a <laughs> hand fish. Great naming. <laughs> Can you imagine James Cameron with the lights just on the on the bottom? I think I see something. <laughs> That's a hand fish. See an hour turf Horrifying. I'd swim right out, yeah. It stretches its saggy skin up to its neck to protect itself. The saggier their skin, the more respect they garner. Pokemon? Pokemon. Real animal. That's a Pokemon. Oh. Respect. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if either of you played black and white. What, who is this Pokemon? I didn't play. I don't know. Ben's playing it, but I don't. Uh, Nekamon, I don't know. Scraggy. Scraggy? Scraggy. That's just like Scooby-Doo saying Shaggy. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> Scraggy. How many Pokemon <laughs> end with Amon? Any? I don't believe so, dude. <laughs> it's the so. Digimon. The Digimon end with yeah, Amon. It's all Agumon. Digimon. Yeah. Agumon is, in fact, a Digimon. Um, but also, not up to its skin. Every depiction of Scraggy, it's just picking it up over its belly button. Right. Um, the gas from its rear end has the power to cause paralysis for up to three hours. Pokemon? Real animal. Pokemon. <laughs> That's a real animal. Yes. What is it? Yes. A beaded lacewing? Excuse me, Whoa. that's a Pokemon. But the, the rear end gas only works on termites. <laughs> oh, come on. Sure. I gotta. I'm and sorry. And you have to concentrate it, right? Like, how how would you ever? Lace how could you trace that? They're usually like uh, b- bright green with uh, like see-through wings. You. So it's a bug. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Ew. It's what? like a it's like a moth. What what, what is farts? this thing? Do not Google. If you if it's not too late, do not Google beaded don't lacewing. Google. I don't want to see that bug in its yeah, gas. Yeah. Close that. Oh. Get it out of here. And so what? It's just like tooting to paralyze a bunch of termites. So oh come on, dude. All right, so that's uh, that's it for this week. Uh, <laughs> next week's bet. It's time for bets. Uh, Rage 2 will be released Tuesday, May 14th. How many Twitch viewers will it have at this point next week? Brandon Jones. 125K. Ooh, wow. that's a big streamer. There's a big streamer involved. <laughs> Daniel Bloodworth. I said uh, 23K. Yeah, high hopes. Brad. 150K. Ooh. Ooh. I went with 15,402 people. Oh, so you're under blood, okay. Let me lock that in. Yeah, we have a good range there, Jones. We could do mm-hmm. okay. Oh, actually, no, blood blocked me off. Yeah, so, got yeah, But you you're got below me. it, though, which just be, tip would be terrible. Sure. Uh, <laughs> last week's bet was about that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. That was a buzz oh, yeah. last week. At this point last week, it had 104,000 thumbs up, 144,000 thumbs down. And we were going to bet on what the differential would be at this point as this week. Uh, Jones, you bet there would be 90 thousand thumbs between the two uh ben bet 100k damiani bet 70k i bet 44k ian bet 60k let me just say this trailer's had a rough week (laughs) (laughs) rough seven days uh thumbs up is up to 348 hey that's a lot yeah that's up that's up uh three and a half times right Six hundred seventeen thousand thumbs down Creating a differential of 269,000 thumbs. Wow. So uh, high bet was Ben with 100K. (laughs) Holy moly. Good job, Ben. People tuning into that trailer and giving it that thumbs down. I had figured, I had figured, maybe I don't like, I clearly I don't know YouTube. I had figured it would kind of had its run last week. Yeah. But yeah, just more. Because I thought it had its run already. People already hate this design. So we're just hating it more now. (laughs) So how long can that go on for? A long time. A long time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that brings our score to Scrappy Little Pigs 10. Ah, ah! Uh, Gorgeous Gorillas 8. (laughs) Damn. 
Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. That is, yeehaw. <laughs> that is the website you would go to if you are curious about the easy allies, things that we do. Um, and also, if you want to support the easy allies, that is the way to do it. Uh, patrons who give us $5 or more a month get early access to this very podcast. They get it on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. And uh, they submit to our goofy segments, Love and Respect and Glenny's Cauldron. Um, yeah. That's our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, God. I just got an IM from you know who. Casarar. Mm. And uh, these IMs are always perfectly timed. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. I know no, he's got a microphone. He in. does yeah, this the only on way. Purpose. It's the only way you can yeah. do it. Or some sort of, you know, wizard magic. Uh, he's like, and that's how you go to patreon.com slash easy return. Yeah. He's, he says that <laughs> he saved us, we saved him two doubloons. Because he's, he's so confident oh. that getting the people to respawn once they're off camera was the right one to pick. I, I could see, sp- I could not necessarily speed runs, but I could see like hard mode streams going where the the camera is just constantly spinning and they just want more and more enemies. You know, like yeah. I could see people turning that into a to a plus. Dude, power leveling. I think this is going to be a great game that he's making, and it's going to make it's going to infuriate him. The other thing is, like, <laughs> to me, it can't be overtly bad. Like, if you get horrible, horrible reviews, no one's going to play you, and then you can't affect as many people. Yes. You're trying to make a vile game, oh, yeah. right? Not necessarily just bad. And so maybe we are just making his game just bad with those respawns. We'll see. Yeah. I'm a little excited about that. Uh, Bloodworth, you are in the Ben seat. Ooh. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you'd like to promote. You get the final word, and I think you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head right now. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Uh, my Twitter handle is at dbloodworth2. Um, for things to watch, uh, check out my my uh, Borderlands 3 preview. Um, just for uh, my take on things, I talked to Brandon for like 40 minutes. And, Didn't mention uh, the Twitch thing at all. <laughs> What's that? The one thing I'm most excited oh, about? Yeah. Because it really wasn't something that I was yeah, demoing sure, or sure. playing. No, that's yeah, why it's so. interesting. Lots of stuff you can take <laughs> from a preview event. <laughs> um, and, and they announced that like I think the day before or something like oh, that. They did, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, final word, man. Final oh, we, did, we, word, we just talked about man. Capcom a lot this episode. Yeah. And you basically just agreed with all of our opinions. <laughs> Had nothing to say that was wrong about what, how we feel about Capcom's games. <laughs> You know, we, we said that Mega Man Legends is perhaps the best Capcom game. <laughs> I haven't played it, so I, I, yeah, I don't know. If you want to use I'd that for your final word, but... go ahead. <laughs> I, but I just gave you a great final word, man. Take it. What? <laughs> that how Mega... much silence is included in the final word? You know, how much time can we give blood to? Can you time out of a final word? Time yeah. out of a yeah. final can word. You, can, can I just have 30 seconds of silence, please? <laughs> Oh, oh I, I, I just finished Astrobot. So, yeah, play Astrobot. Oh. There you go. There's a final word for you. Okay. That's a great game. Uh, uh, pro tip do like me, if you can't afford a PlayStation VR, find someone you can borrow one from. And, uh, yeah, play it that way. And uh, we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. Sexy.